Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey sis, welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Tap into the show on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All links will be in the episode description. Submit original work and future episode suggestions to girlgoodnightpodcast at gmail.com. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girl, share the show and show us some love with a five-star rating and review. Tonight, we will be reading Paper Heart, written by Keisha Irvin. Tune in to Paper Heart Chapter 1 to hear more about the author and a summary of the story. On last week's episode, Knight is tired of doing the same old thing for his birthday, so he leaves early. Meanwhile, Scotland spends money that she shouldn't have on a new birthday outfit, and her and her girls hit the town. Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and sleep in melanated peace. The universe's energy doesn't lie. Janae Aiko featuring Kendrick Lamar, Stay Ready, What a Life. Chapter 6 An eerily quiet car ride later, they pulled in front of blank space. Scotland looked around perplexed. They were on Cherokee Street. The block was filled with restaurants, bars, and boutiques. A bunch of white hipsters and rockers strolled up and down the street. She felt out of place but comfortable at the same time. Lachey, where the hell you got us at? Yaya's nostrils flared as she got out of the car. Girl, hush, give it a chance. It'd be some tenders up in here. Lies you tell, Yaya said, disgusted by her surroundings. Come on, Lachey pulled her in by the arm. Scotland and the girls walked into the dimly lit bar and paid $5 to get in. It was packed inside. Scotland examined the room. Blank space was a three-story venue. On the main floor, there were wooden floors, a bar, and a mini stage where the DJ was spinning hip-hop tracks. On the walls were eclectic pieces of artwork. It was a pretty cool spot. Nobody was trying to be pretentious or bougie. Everybody was chill and laid back. Scotland instantly felt at home. This is not my cup of tea, Yaya looked around suspiciously. 
where the killers at? I feel like I've been one of SZA weird ass music videos. Shut up, Lachey playfully hit her on the arm. It ain't that bad. Come on, let's sit down. Scotland and the girls took a seat at a white wooden bench by the stairs. So you would rather be here than at Soho? Yaya asked Scotland. Yes, I like it here. Scotland pursed her lips. Your weird ass would like this bullshit. Yaya crossed her legs and pulled out her phone. She figured getting on Instagram would drown out her surroundings. Up the street, Knight and his boys, Twan and Amir, parked their cars. The first thing Knight did after leaving Lennon at the restaurant was hit up his partners. It had been a minute since they kicked it together. The fellas agreed to meet up with their boy. Knight asked that they give him an hour to run home and change. At home, he changed out of his Hugo Boss suit and threw on a diesel, dirty wash, blue jean jacket, Givenchy t-shirt, dark denim jeans, and a pair of Nike foam posit sneakers. A gold chain and a gold lion head pinky ring completed his swagged out look. Shutting this suit felt like a 500 pound weight had been lifted off his shoulders. He loved dressing casual, but hardly ever got a chance to. Whenever he threw on a pair of J's or Tim's, Knight felt more like his old self. Once he was dressed, he met up with his boys at Qtopia Billiards and Sports Bar. Twan and Amir were hood niggas to the heart. They were both former D-boys that had flipped their money into legit businesses. Despite them being businessmen, they still moved like they were supplying the streets. Twan and Amir moved in silence. They never left the house without a burner. They were always prepared for a nigga to run up. Inside of Qtopia, Knight soaked up the laid-back, down-home environment. He missed being around his people, being around people who simply didn't give a fuck about anything else except having a good time was refreshing. Knight, Twan, and Amir played a few rounds of pool, drank their faces off, and left. They decided to hit up the law, but by the time they got there, the club was closed because of a shootout. After that, they swung by the city, but it was so whack they bounced. Amir then suggested they hit up the south side to see what was popping over there. Knight had never kicked it on the south side, but decided to give it a shot. He honestly didn't care where they went. All he wanted was another drink in his system. He wasn't willing to let his buzz die down. The guys strolled past a few bars and stumbled upon blank space. The place was packed and seemed to be jumping. Plus, there were black people inside, so they decided to go in. After paying the cover charge and getting their hand stamped, they headed to the back towards the DJ booth. Knight leaned up against the exposed brick wall and nodded his head to the beat of Drake 0 to 100. Everybody on the dance floor was rapping along to the lyrics. The crowd was hype as hell. The vibe of the room reminded him of D'Angelo's Lady video. Knight lived for this type of shit. Where all these weird ass white people come from? Twan gazed around the room confused. I don't know, Knight laughed. Twan wasn't used to kicking it around a mixed crowd. I'll be back, Knight announced heading to the bar. It was time for another drink. Hey, let me get a vodka cranberry, he asked the bartender. I, the tall lanky bartender replied. As Knight awaited his drink, Scotland turned and asked the girls if they wanted something from the bar. Here, Tootie dug inside her coach bag and handed her a $20 bill. Get us both a drink, 
I'll have whatever you're having. Thanks for the birthday drink, girl. Scotland Bean standing up. Watch my purse. At the bar, she stood directly behind a tall, bald-headed man and awaited her turn. She hated being so close to the man, but the place was so packed that she had no choice but to be. Thankfully, he smelled delicious. Here you go, the bartender handed Knight his drink. Knight took the drink, handed the bartender a 20, and told him to keep the change. He had no idea that there was someone standing behind him. As he spun around, his right elbow knocked Scotland square in the jaw, causing him to lose grip of his drink. Before either of them knew it, his entire drink had spilled all over her chest. Stunned by the blow to her face and the cold, wet drink on her breast, Scotland stood speechless with her mouth wide open. Neither of them could believe what had just happened. No, God, no, she finally uttered with her head down. Are you all right? Knight asked, horrified. Does it look like I'm all right? You just hit me in the fucking face and spilled your drink all over me. Scotland screeched, not even bothering to look the culprit in the eye. My bad, I know you were behind me. You didn't know because you weren't fucking paying attention. Look at what you did. You ruined my dress. Scotland shouted, finally giving the man eye contact. All of the air from her lungs escaped when she realized it was night. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You, she squinted her eyes, you did this to me? Damn, you the girl that ran into my fiance. British, right? He smiled fondly at the sight of her. It's Scotland, asshole. She eyed him sideways. Can you give me a napkin, please? Yeah, Knight grabbed a handful. Without hesitation or permission, he proceeded to rub the stain. With each stroke, his hand massaged her boobs. So you gonna ruin my dress and molest me? Scotland said in disbelief. Trust me, if I was molesting you, you know. Give me the damn napkins. Scotland snatched them from his hand. What the fuck am I gonna do now? She spoke out loud to herself. I'm fucked. The dress was her money to get her car out of the shop. Now that it was ruined, she'd have to wait two pay periods to get it out. Her next check had to go towards her rent. Can I ever catch a break? A tear fell from her eye. Damn, it's that bad? Chill, it's just a dress, Knight tried to soothe her. Just a dress? Scotland fumed. If only you knew how stupid you sound right now. I can't even afford this fucking dress. But today's my birthday, and I wanted something nice to wear, so I bought it. I was going to return it tomorrow, but now I can't because of you. Knight felt like shit. The look of distress and sorrow on Scotland's face tore him apart. That's crazy. Today's my birthday, too. Happy fucking birthday, Scotland spat. For real, I ain't know it was like that, Knight said sincerely. Yeah, it's like that, Scotland shot. Where's the restroom, she asked a random girl. The girl pointed to the back of the bar. Inside the restroom, Scotland cried and wet a paper towel. Through her tears, she tried wiping the stain out to no avail. You're so fucking stupid. You should have never spent the money on this dress in the first place, she cried. The one time I'm irresponsible and look what happens, she snapped, throwing the paper towels in the trash can. 
To her surprise, when she left out the bathroom, Knight was standing there waiting on her. What, you want to spill another drink on me? She sighed heavily, giving him the death stare. Come here. Knight took her by the hand. He barely knew her, but for some strange reason, he felt like he needed to protect her. Their connection was weird. Staring into her eyes, he reveled in her beauty. She was absolutely stunning. Her big, brown, doe-shaped eyes entrapped him. But behind her hypnotic eyes, he saw a woman that was falling apart. The tears that fell from her eyes weren't there just because of a ruined dress. There was more to her sorrow. Knight found himself wanting to ease her pain. You're too pretty to be crying, he wiped her tears. Scotland continued to gaze into his eyes and found herself entranced. With each tear he wiped away, she melted. Her whole entire body fell limp. She was putty in his hands. He was way too sexy to be caressing her face in such a sweet, gentle way. If he kept it up, she was sure to take him in the restroom and fuck him. Scotland knew he had a girl, but from the look in his eyes, she could tell he wanted her as much as she wanted him. There was a reason God kept bringing them together. You know that I stopped crying like a minute ago. You can stop rubbing my face now. She spoke just above a whisper. What if I don't want to stop? Knight traced his thumb across her lips. Scotland couldn't help it. She couldn't stop herself. Before she realized what she was doing, her tongue was licking the tip of his thumb. Knight watched eagerly as her tongue flickered in and out of her mouth. At that moment, Lennon and their upcoming nuptials were a distant memory. He forcefully took Scotland into his arms and held her close. Her warm breasts were pressed up against his broad chest. Scotland's arms rested at her side. She was so caught up in the moment that she couldn't even breathe. She didn't know what to do. Knight leaned forward. His face was inches away from hers. They gazed into each other's eyes, exchanging breaths. Scotland didn't know what was happening, but the thrill of it all was enticing as hell. She never wanted another human being more in her life. It was as if they were on their own little private island where no one else existed. What are we doing? She asked as her chest heaved up and down with anticipation. I don't know. Knight placed his lips upon hers. She tasted like the finest wine. Each stroke of her tongue sparked a deep fire down inside of his belly. She was something different that he had no idea he'd been craving. Neither of them cared if anybody was watching as they devoured one another. Their bodies dared not to part. Knight was spellbound by her unearthly charm. She was the missing link he'd been searching for. Scotland gripped the back of his head and enveloped his lips. She never wanted to release him. They'd unknowingly become one. Scotland! Tootie yelled, getting her attention. Snapping back to reality, Scotland unwillingly came up for air. She quickly stepped back and fixed her dress. Girl, I've been looking all over for you. Tootie looked her and Knight up and down. I didn't know you found you a little boo, she smirked, biting her lower lip. Um, Knight, this is my friend Tootie. Tootie, this is Knight, Scotland blushed. Knight, 
Tootie said curiously. Ain't the woman car you ran into fiancé named Knight? Yeah, this is him, Scotland replied as a rush of shame washed over her. Oh, excuse me, Tootie chuckled. We ready to go. We'll be outside in the car waiting. Nice to meet you, Knight. Tootie waved goodbye, grinning from ear to ear. Once she was out of sight, Scotland focused her attention back on Knight. Yo, my bad. I was out of line. That should have never happened. He apologized before she could. Knight had no business kissing another woman when he had a woman at home waiting on him. What he'd done was unforgivable, but he wanted Scotland in the worst way. Right? That was weird, she agreed. Um, she paused. I gotta go. I'll call you when I have the money for my first payment. Bet. Knight placed his hands inside his pocket. Get home safe. I will. Scotland gave him a warm smile and sauntered off. As she walked through the crowd, she savored the sweet taste of him that was left over on her lips. Knight was forbidden fruit. She knew she couldn't have him, but every fiber of her being craved him. She'd had her first hit of him and now wanted more. We kissed. I fell under your spell. Miley Cyrus, Wrecking Ball. Chapter 7 The following Monday, Scotland sat on the bus gazing absently out the window. As usual, her neck, back, and feet hurt from her constant on-the-go schedule with the kids, but all of the pain faded as visions of night flashed before her eyes. Since their steamy run-in, she hadn't been able to get him out of her mind. If she could, she would relive that night over and over again. The touch of his hand and the comforting feel of his lips engulfed her. She'd encountered plenty of men in her lifetime, but none like him. He was special, but all Scotland could do was fantasize about him. He would never be hers. He was out of her league. Men like him never went for girls like her. She wasn't poised or sophisticated like Lennon. She was from the hood. She was loud, flashy, and cursed way too much. She was a broke-ass nanny, for God's sake. Why would he ever want her? For a man like Knight, she'd be just another notch on his belt and nothing more. They were complete opposites and came from two different worlds. The kiss they shared was just that, a kiss. Nothing more would come from it. Get your head out the clouds, ladybug. She could hear Yaya say that night after they left the bar. That nigga just trying to fuck. Remember, he got a bad bitch at home. What do he want with you? Scotland hated when Yaya was right. If she hadn't run into Lennon's car, Knight would have never looked at her twice. She didn't know why he kissed her or held her like she was his, but she had to forget it ever happened. Getting caught up in pointless emotions was a thing of the past. Scotland was 28 now. It was time to be realistic. She couldn't continue to live in a make-believe fantasy where Prince Charming would ride in on his white horse and save the day. She had to be her own hero because coming from where she was from, good dudes were few and far between. They were mythical creatures that were only seen every blue moon. Instead of focusing on a man who was already promised to another, Scotland had to come up with a better plan to better her financial situation. She was drowning in bills. Maybe I should give this writing thing a shot, she thought. 
she'd already written three chapters. If she continued and wrote the entire thing, maybe she could submit it to a few publishing companies. But Scotland didn't even know if what she had written was dope or not. She liked it, but to everyone else, it could be whack as hell. I don't know, I'll figure it out, she mumbled under her breath as she pressed the stop button. The bus driver led her off right in front of the complex. See you tomorrow, she smiled, getting off the bus. Scotland reached inside her purse and grabbed her keys. A glimmer of joy shined in her heart. She was only steps away from her home. Her feet felt like needles were in them. She couldn't wait to get inside and lie down. To her surprise, as she approached her door, she found a huge box on her doorstep. She hadn't ordered a damn thing, so the delivery man must have left the package on accident. Scotland examined the box and saw that it was addressed to her. Even more confused, she checked the return address. It was from Knight. Scotland damn near passed out. This can't be from him, she gasped, picking up the box and carrying it into the house. Upstairs, she didn't hesitate to drop her purse and keys on the floor. Scotland set the package on the kitchen counter and grabbed a knife. Excited, she cut a slit through the top of the box. After tossing the brown packing paper to the side, she found a black and white Dolce & Gabbana box. Scotland's eyes bulged at the sight. She'd never been so close to any designer label. Drool almost slid out of her mouth as she pulled the top off. Bewildered by what she saw inside, she stepped back and leaned up against the wall. Scotland had never seen anything more beautiful. With ease, she lifted a black, strappy lace dress with a sheer flounce hem out of the box. It was magnificent. Everything about it screamed rich bitch. Knight had even picked out the right sides. Scotland traced her fingertips across the expensive fabric and began to cry. No one had ever bought her something so delicate and expensive. Stunned, she looked back inside the box to see if there was more. She found a black envelope with her name on it. Scotland placed the dress down and opened the envelope. Three crisp $100 bills fell to the floor and landed at her feet. Scotland swiftly picked up the money and read the note. This is for ruining your dress. Night. P.S. Happy belated birthday. Scotland must have read the note a thousand times. She didn't know whether to scream, run, jump, or do a somersault. She was so overwhelmed. The fact that Knight had taken the time to do something so sweet for her let her know that she'd been on his mind too. Her stomach filled with butterflies. She appreciated his gesture, but she could never keep the gifts. It was all too much. She had to return them to him. Scotland pulled out her phone and dialed his number. You've reached the Whitmore Agency. How may I direct your call? Knight's secretary answered. Hi, can I speak to Knight, please? Scotland asked, taking a seat on the floor. Just a moment, please. The woman put Scotland on hold. A few seconds later, Knight picked up the line. Knight Young speaking. He answered, sitting at his desk. Scotland cleared her throat and placed her knees up to her chest. Hi, it's Scotland, she said nervously. Hey, Knight smiled at the sound of her voice. How are you? I'm good, 
I take it you got my gift. He leaned back in his swivel chair. I did, Scotland glanced over at the box. The dress is beautiful, and thanks for the money, but I can't accept any of it. You ruining my dress was an accident. Plus, I still owe your girl the first payment for damaging her car. I hear you, but I'm not taking no for an answer. You're keeping the dress and the money. No, I'm not, Scotland challenged. Yes, you are, Knight refuted. No, she giggled. I'm not about to argue with you. You're keeping the dress because I'm not taking it back. It took me hours to pick that out for you. Lies, Scotland laughed. You ain't picked shit out. How you know, Knight chuckled. I did give my assistant a full detailed description of what I thought you might like. How are you picking out dresses for me and you don't even know me? Can I tell you something? Yeah, Scotland said with bated breath. The funny thing is, I feel like I've known you my entire life, he confessed. Scotland held the phone and inhaled deeply. Here she was again, stepping into the deep end. She had no business allowing his words to kiss her soul. I just can't take these gifts without doing something nice for you. It was your birthday too. What you got in mind? It might not be much, but are you free tomorrow afternoon for drinks? I'm off. I could meet you at Bar Louie in the Central West End around one o'clock. Sounds like a plan, Knight said, excited to see her again. Okay, Scotland bit her bottom lip, not wanting to end the call. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. The next morning, clothes and shoes were thrown all over Scotland's bedroom. She had to find the perfect outfit to meet Knight in. She had to look perfect. Because of her indecisiveness, she ended up being 15 minutes late. She planned on being early so she could await his arrival. She had it all planned out. She'd be standing in front of Bar Louie looking casually cute. He'd arrive, they'd have a few drinks, share a few laughs, and part ways. She'd pretend like she was heading to her car, all the while waiting for him to drive off. As soon as he was gone, she'd head to the bus stop so she could head to the repair shop and pick up her car. Instead, Knight caught her getting off the bus. To her dismay, the bus driver led her off right in front of the restaurant. She felt like an absolute fool getting off the bus, dressed in a white bandeau top, skin-tight dark denim, skinny leg overalls, and leopard print ankle strap platform heels. A pair of gold hoop earrings hung from her ears, while a huge fringe purse rested across her chest. Knight watched as she walked his way. She was the best-dressed person he'd ever seen getting off the bus. Scotland's face burned red as he stood up to greet her. For a minute, I thought you stood me up. He gave her a warm hug. No, I'm just about that bus life. Thankfully, this ship will be over this afternoon. She felt the need to make that clear. I don't know if I should be saying this or not, but you look hot. Scotland examined his Brunello Cuccinelli plaid jacket, fine peak-knit polo shirt, and woven single-pleated pants. You look totally different from Saturday. You took it from the hood to the boardroom. Yeah, I came straight from work. Knight laughed at her silliness. What do you do for a living? I'm a talented sports agent. Here. He handed her a to-go cup of strawberry lemonade. 
I took the liberty and ordered us both a drink. Thanks, but the point of us meeting up was so I could buy you a drink. It's nothing. He eyed her outfit. Scott and look fly as fuck. It just amazed him how different she and Lennon were. Lennon would never be caught dead exposing so much skin in public. Scotland didn't give a fuck. She was confident as hell, which made her even sexier to him. Since you got us some to-go drinks and it's a nice day, you want to take a walk? Scotland suggested. Yeah, that sounds cool, Knight replied, trying to play it cool. He couldn't let Scotland know that she made him nervous. The two of them strolled leisurely down the street as cars and other pedestrians whizzed by. The Central Inn was always a busy area. Wanting to get away from the crowd, Scotland led them onto a residential street. She noticed that the sun seemed to be shining brighter than usual, or maybe she was happier than she'd been in a while. Neither she nor Knight knew what to say, but their silence seemed to say everything they were feeling. Scotland glanced up at him out the corner of her eye. She hadn't had a crush on anyone since high school. Knight made her feel like a little schoolgirl. She felt giddy on the inside. She wanted to reach out and touch him, kiss him, lick him, anything. She didn't care. She just wanted to be near him. Knight looked to the side and caught her gaze. Scotland quickly turned her head. What you looking at? He quizzed. The houses, she lied. I love this neighborhood, she confessed truthfully. I dream about owning a home over here one day. I mean, look at this house. She pointed to a three-story brick row home. They don't make houses like these anymore. They are pretty dope, Knight agreed. I've always wanted to go inside one and see what they look like on the inside. I bet you've been in a million homes like these before. Not a million, but quite a few. They are really dope as hell. When I was little, I dreamed about having space. The house I grew up in was so small and there were so many of us that I felt like I couldn't breathe. Where you grow up at? Scotland asked, taking a sip of her drink. On the west side. You lying, she said in disbelief. You ain't grow up on no damn west side. Look at you. You have on a freaking designer suit, she flicked his lapel. You all sophisticated and shit. And I worked my ass off through school to get this motherfucker too. Wow, Scotland said astonished. I've never met anybody from the hood that made it out. I would have bet a million bucks that you grew up with dough. Nah, I grew up in a single parent household with three sisters and a little brother. Shit was tight, but we made do. That's crazy. I grew up in the foster care system. When I was 10, I finally found a permanent home, Scotland explained. I think I've done pretty good for myself though, despite all the bullshit I've gone through, she said thankful. I mean, as you can see, I don't have much, but it could be worse, I guess. Knight looked at Scotland amazed. The girl was strong as hell. Hearing her story only made him grow to care for her more. So, what do you do? He asked, changing the subject. I'm a nanny. It's not what I want to be doing with my life, but it pays the bills. What do you want to do? It's silly. Scotland looked down at her feet. Tell me, 
Knight urged. Scotland pondered telling him her dream. She'd been told it was stupid so many times that she'd begun to believe it too. Okay, but you can't laugh. I won't. Promise? Man, if you don't come on here. Okay. If I could, I would be a writer. She held her breath awaiting his reaction. What you mean if you could? Why can't you be? Knight asked confused. Scotland stopped walking and stood speechless. She'd never been hit with that question before. Why couldn't she be an author? I mean, she resumed walking. I don't even know where to begin. How does someone like me become a published author? What you mean somebody like you? Knight screwed up his face. Let's be real. I'm not like you. I didn't go to college and I ain't got no degree. I'm a freaking nanny that can barely pay her bills. How I'm just gonna up and write a book? Easily. Write that motherfucker. You gotta stop talking so negatively. Never let your surroundings or circumstances define you. You can be whoever you want to be. I'm living proof of that. I grew up with nothing. Remember that, Knight declared. You're right. Scotland's inner being beamed with hope. Fuck what Yaya thought. Our dreams of becoming an author weren't foolish. She would only know if she could be successful at it if she tried. Have you written anything yet? A few chapters. Send it to me. I want to read it. Really? She smiled. Nah, really, he joked. Shut up, Scotland playfully pushed him. What? I'm just trying to make you laugh, he chuckled. I don't like how well it's working. You have a fiancé, remember? She arched her brow. Trust me, I remember, but we're just friends, right? Knight placed his hand on the small of her back. Are we? Scotland jumped. I think we are. Friends don't buy friends expensive as designer dresses, she countered. In my world, they do. How much was that dress, by the way? Like 500 bucks? Nah. Let's? No. More? Scotland said, frightened by what the number could be. Yeah, Knight laughed heartily. How much more? Scotland's eyes grew wide. Two grand more. You paid $2,500 for that dress? Do you know what I could do with that kind of money? She gasped. No, but I'm sure you're going to tell me, frugal Franny. You damn right I am. I could pay rent for three months with that kind of money. Damn, must be nice. Astounded by the price, Scotland walked silently for a second until she spotted a park. Come on, let's go over there. She took Knight by the hand. Together they jogged hand in hand across the street and into the park. Scotland found a perfect spot underneath a willow tree for them to rest. Cop a squat. She plopped down in the grass. You want me to sit down in the grass? Have you looked at what I got on? Knight eyed her skeptically. Fuck that suit, and I want you to lie down in the grass. She grinned, lying back. You own one. He looked around, wondering if he should. Come on, she patted the space next to her. Join me. Knight shook his head and took off his suit jacket. He placed it down on the ground and lied next to her. The soft feel of the grass massaged his skin. They both took in the clear blue sky and the sound of children playing. 
This is nice, he confessed. Told you, Scotland smiled proudly. Sometimes you just have to lie back and take in God's wonder. Knight turned and examined her face. Little did she know, but Scotland was the epitome of God's work. She was one of God's greatest creations. Her bright, sunny disposition captured him and made him hope for more. She was beauty and grace personified. Scotland could feel him staring, so she turned her head and looked at him. What? Do I have something on my face? She rubbed her cheek. Yeah, you do. Knight spoke above a whisper. What? Scotland panicked, thinking it was a bug. What is it? Knight eased closer and kissed her lips. Scotland relished the sensation of his lips on hers. She was getting her whole entire life in that moment, but they were supposed to be just friends. Friends didn't kiss friends on the lips. Once again, they were crossing the line. They were heading in a dangerous direction. Nothing good would come of this, but Knight had become addicted to her. She was everything he never thought he wanted, but needed. Are you still up? Girl, good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.